Hey, God bless you. God bless you as Apostle Anthony Wilson with Love Thy Neighbor. Oh, man, this is an awesome, awesome Monday morning. I pray that God just blessed you this weekend. I pray that uh, he motivates you to make it through the week. Um, God has got big things for you. And so when we wake up in the morning, we want to take time to worship God. And I love the opportunity to worship God with you, with those that are listening. I don't know where you're at. But I love to open up with worship and just worship God with you. And so this morning, we just want to tell the Lord that you are getting better and better. And every day, God, you are good. You are, your mercy endures from everlasting to everlasting. And so I just want you to worship with me for a few minutes. And then we're going to get into our gospel news clip and then a word from our sponsor. And we're going to get into our incredible interview this week with my good friend, uh, Charmer Williams. I just can't wait to speak with him, but let's worship just for a little bit. God has been so good to you. I just want you to take some time and thank him. If you're driving in your car, just bless the Lord. If you're in your office, give him praise and honor and glory. We love you, God.
bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Pray that you enjoyed that worship. We're going to take some time. We're going to get into our gospel news clip. We're going to have a word from our sponsor. And then we're going to get into our segment for this week. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. It's Apostle Anthony Wilson. I am excited this week to talk to you and invite you into a powerful conversation that I had with a great friend of mine. Can't wait to bring him on. But first, gospel news clip. This is important. I want to give you this gospel news clip because it's so important. It's so powerful and it's so impactful. Uh, This weekend, some of you got a chance to watch football. Some of your teams won, some of your teams lost. But there is a powerful story that I want to tell you about. And it's about uh, Jacksonville Jaguars starting quarterback Nick Foles, formerly the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl winning quarterback Nick Foles. Uh, Nick was out for most of this season with an injury. He played one half of his first game as the starter in Jacksonville. And that whole time, uh, sitting at home hurt, trying to work his way back, he put his faith and his trust in God. And this man of faith has a powerful, powerful testimony. And I want to share this testimony with you because it really touched me. And it's not just a testimony for people who love sports or who are athletes, but it's a testimony for every individual that may go through a difficult or a tough time where you're not able to do the things that you desire to do, that you believe God has called you to do. Uh, He puts a spin on things and shows us that purpose is not found in seeking after positions or power or status. Your purpose is found in your relationship with God. And so I just want you to hear what Nick Foles has to say. You're not playing, you're a football player. You're watching this young kid go out, this Minshew mania is going crazy. I know you're a man of faith and I know you're trying, but you're also human. I mean, ever any doubts coming up in your mind as you go through that? No, that's where, you know, right when this, right when I felt this thing break and I was going into the locker room, I just realized, you know, I just realized, God, this wasn't exactly what I was thinking when I came to Jacksonville. Obviously, you come here and you want to create a culture and impact people. But at the end of the day, as I got it, this is the journey you want me to go on. I'm going to glorify you in every action, um, good or bad. And, you know, I still could have joy in an injury. Um, and that, that's people hear that and say, that's crazy. But it's like when you believe in Jesus and you, you go out there and you play and that's that changes your heart. And you only understand it when, you know, that purpose in your life, just like when I hoisted the Lombardi trophy. The reason I'm smiling is my faith was in Christ in that moment. I realized I didn't need that trophy to define who I was because it was already in Christ. And that's my message when I play. Same thing happens when I get injured. We tend to make this so much about us as human beings. We tend to make it about us as athletes. It's not about us. It really isn't. If you make it about yourself, you're probably going to go home at night, lay your head on your pillow and be very alone and very sad. And then hopefully someday you can find that purpose in your life because my purpose isn't football, it's impacting people. And I, my, my ministry happens to be the locker room. And I've been able still to get to know people, get to know these guys through an injury. Though I might not be playing, that is difficult from a fleshly perspective, but from the spiritual perspective, from my heart, I've been able to grow as a human being to where I feel like I'm at a better situation here as a person than I was before because of the trial I just went under. And I know that's a sermon in itself, but that's how I go through life. And the good Lord's been there to, you know, it's not always about prosperity. I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. I believe if you read the word of God and you understand it, 
There's trials along the way, but they equip your heart to be who you are. So um, when I step on the field, I'm going against a man in Frank Reich who's very similar. He's a guy that I admire more than anything. He's a guy that has impacted my life so much, and he's going to be on the opposing sideline. So, um. God bless you. Man, Nick Foles had a lot to say, but yet understanding that football <laughs> was not his purpose. Football is not his ministry. His ministry was the locker room. And so because of that, he kept his faith in Christ and continued to serve the purpose that he had of impacting people for the Lord. Man, I just pray that that encourages you because sometimes we're thinking that if we don't prosper, we're not the the starter, if we're not uh, making the big money that we desire to make, if we're not number one on on views on YouTube or Facebook, or if our business is not taking off like a rocket, that somehow we're not blessed, that we're not a child of God. But even in the negative circumstances, even in the trials, even in the tribulations, we find that if we know that our identity is in Christ, not in the things that we do, then we will be blessed. I'm going to be right back after a word from our sponsor, and we're going to get into our segment with a good friend of mine. I can't wait to introduce him. God bless you. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, hey, hey. God bless you. It's Apostle Anthony Wilson. Love thy neighbor on Anchor. Um, Just excited, excited this week. Um, man, I have been trying to get this brother on air for a little while, whether it's my schedule, his schedule, um, just busy doing, uh, the work of the kingdom, being fathers, being husbands, being mentors, being ministers. Uh, sometimes it's really hard to catch up with people, but I am excited this week. Got a longtime friend. Um, we have, had some great, powerful experiences together. I can't wait to talk about that a little bit to you. Um, he is a mentor, he's a father, he's a minister, um, and just all around good brother. And I'm excited, excited to welcome um, Chalmer Williams. We call him Chamis. Um, <laughs> how you doing, man? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great now that I'm, I'm on your podcast. I'm <laughs> like over here like a little schoolgirl, just jittering. <laughs> <laughs> No man, I'm I'm honored and excited, man. I got to got to be on your podcast a few months back when you were kicking off and been trying to make some space and make some time to get you on uh, with me. And I'm just excited to finally have getting it gotten gotten it done. Uh, um, talk to us a little bit about uh, 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 Fatherhood Fridays. I know some of my listeners do listen. Um, what's going on on Fatherhood Friday, man? How did that even come about? Well, I mean. Fatherhood Fridays, let me kind of back up a little bit. Fatherhood Fridays kind of came from two things. One, people always told me growing up and even as an adult, like, man, you got a voice for radio. And, and you know, at the time, I was just like, yeah. And I, um, when I was younger, I kind of put together in my spare time, put together like a radio tape where I was like doing impersonations and playing my favorite rap songs and, and all of that um, and just never thought nothing of it and sent it to my friends and they loved it and so you know as time went on 
you know, radio is a hard industry to break into. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, sending out apps and, you know, asking people that would connect me and I would just never get my foot in the door. And then one day I woke up, I'm like, why am I waiting on radio? There's so much technology, I can just do my own podcast. (laughs) And so that's where me starting my podcast started. And then I found a need based on my calling. And, uh, you know, through you, through prayer, uh, through having long conversations with God, you know, um, my, my ministry is for men. And so I was like, okay, how can I blend the two where I'm serving men or fathers, but I'm also on the radio? And that those two ideas together birthed Fatherhood Fridays. And so um, I started uh, July of 2019, and now we're almost at uh, 500 plays. And, you know, I'm just excited as, as we're going into season two. And so... Um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of the birth of it. Nice, nice, and I, man, I I advise you if you haven't checked him out, check him out. Fatherhood Fridays every Friday. There's an episode, and like he said, he's been doing it for a while, so you can go back and binge off of it. Go back and check out previous episodes and try to get caught up. Um, definitely be worth your while. Now, me and you, man, have a little bit of history. Um, we we met under probably what some people would say unusual circumstances. Other with other people would say divine uh, connection. That it was a, a divine destiny for us to run into each other. Um, how how did we come together? How did we meet? I, I mean, man, <laughs> I think I talked about it in one one of my episodes. Um, Thing, me, myself, and I, shameless plug, yeah, shameless yeah, plug. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and that's season one, by the way. But uh, we kind of met the same way a person and Jesus would meet in the Bible. Ooh, wow. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I've always kind of looked at it like that over, you know, over the last years. It wasn't like, hey, you, we have mutual friends or family. It was really kind of like something you would see out the Bible. And the way I explain it is that I'm going to work minding my own business. You're in the beginning of birthing, birthing your purpose. Amen. And through your purpose, you're handing out water. <laughs> and so I took a bottle of water from you as you were handing it out to people in the street. And just, just didn't think too much of it. Opened it and, dr- and drunk it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> right. it was hot. <laughs> right. But right. I, I realized, looking back at it, that I wasn't just drinking uh, water, but I was also a thirst for something deeper. Mm. And I'm, 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 I mean, I'm speaking symbolically through the spirit. And so, uh, drunk the water. Didn't think, you know, didn't think too much of it, but. Um, I want to say a week later, um, you were out there again. <laughs> and so I was in my car this time, and the uh, the parking lot was blocked off. I think they were doing some cleaning in the apartment complex. And so I had to park on the side of the street. So I was making a U-turn, and I was, I think, parallel parking on the side of the street. And as soon as I cut the car off, I looked up, and I see you running across the street. And I'm all like, oh, man, did I just hit something? What is going <laughs> right, on? Right, right. 
and you handed me a book, and all you said to me was, God wanted you to have this. Now, and me, now, I look at the book, and it says the uncommon dream. Now, and let me, let me there, tell you the other side of that. Let me tell you what happened on the other side of that. That morning, I woke up, and I, I saw your face. I was like, this guy, I, I saw your face. And when I saw your face, I went to my bookshelf, and the Lord said, I need you to give this to him. Now, I didn't know if I was going to see you or not, but that morning I saw your face, saw the book, and that's why I ran because I was like, whoa, that, that's him. That's like, this is really, really happening right now. And I, and I was like, I better go do it before I lose my nerve, before I, you know, and that's why I rushed over to you like that because it was like, man, I got to do this right now. So that, that was crazy. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, man, and so you gave me the book, and I just sat there like, whoa, like, I've never experienced nothing like this before, and to me, if you ask me, looking back on it, where I'm at in my life now, that was my road to Damascus right there, wow. experience. Wow. That, that was my road to Damascus. Sure, I was already saying, sure, I had given my life to God in college, but that was a life-changing experience where it was like, okay, this just got real. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think we had a conversation. I was like, Does God speak to you? And he was like, time to time. And from there, we just started building. And that was, I want to say 2008. That's what I want to say, 2008 yeah, yeah. or nine. And, and from there, we've yeah, been going strong. Right yeah, yeah. Because I think we, it probably was 2008. So we've known each other about 11 years, over a little, over 10 years, um, which I don't actually have a lot of people in my life who I've known that that long, especially especially <laughs> under those circumstances. And so I know that was a divine connection, you know, and so it's exciting, you know, because later on you became a member of the church and an elder on our elders board ordained, you know, um, as a minister, as a pastor, and you're still ministering and pastoring. You're just doing it over the airwaves. And what's interesting is that I got the same word from the Lord. I felt like God wanted me to, to, to eventually do radio. And I kept trying to think about, like you said, how to break into, you know, um, um, the radio industry. And then, like you said, podcasting, it's like, look, I can do this right now and I can build to maybe one day being, you know, live on a radio station. But my goal is to reach people, not to become famous or anything like that. I'm just trying to reach people with this message and, and bless people's lives. And so I want to really dig into uh, uh, to the opportunity and podcasting gave me that opportunity just like you. And so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man, and, and, and I, you know, every time we talk about this story, I think God shows me more revelation. I feel like, I believe, and I feel like in my spirit that for the both of us, it was the birth of our purpose. Because remember, yeah. Shrimp Foundation hadn't even existed. No, not yet, not yet. I hadn't even got on, I hadn't even really hit the comedy hard yet. No, it, 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 it was a, uh, it was a pivotal moment. It really was. It was a God moment. And he was doing more than what we could imagine at that particular time. You know, even looking back, you're still kind of like, man, how did that work like that? I couldn't have written it that way. I couldn't have uh, imagined it that way or, 
you know, um, influenced it to go that way. So, you know, it was a God moment. So, yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, um, how, how's the fam, um, you know, um, uh, Tanya and the kids, how's everybody doing, man? Man, family's doing good. Um, wife is at UT right now, uh, studying for her, uh, principal certification. Um, and so, um, she, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sleepless nights, but, uh, Probably by 2020, she will be an assistant principal, and that's only through the grace of God. And Amen. she's only been teaching what four years, maybe. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Four and, years. And so, I remember when you guys were leaving to go to Texas, and Tanya called me and, and made sure that <laughs> she reminded me that when we prayed for you guys, one of the things that the Lord had showed me is that she wasn't going out just to be a part of the school system. But I saw principal i saw administration and so she when she called me and said they'd offered her a position it's not quite that position but it's leading to that position or principal i said that's that's the lord showed me that's what he showed me and so that's exciting man that's exciting yeah man so i mean you know sometimes when when somebody gives you a, a word from the lord or insight or whatever you think it's so far-fetched and then that thing comes quicker than what you can imagine so she's doing good just trying just 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 trying to keep her nose to the ground and trying to find that work school life balance uh kids are doing good said's now six man he's in kindergarten he's taller than probably what you remember she's uh gonna be four in december she shot up so you know, next time you come down here, you're going to look at them like, wow, y'all didn't took off. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's and they blessing. don't really look like babies no more. They right. look like kids. That's and they blessing, eat like man. kids. <laughs> how, how's, how's mom doing? I know she's, she's still out there in Texas in a different part, but how's uh, Miss Francine doing? She's doing good, man. Um, she's doing really good. She just landed back with the school system couldn't stay retired too long <laughs> and so she's 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 back at the school system and she just wants people to be happy for her and so uh, i think she'll be starting here maybe in uh, early 2020 uh and so uh she's in fort worth right now and so just just uh continue to pray for her amen so you know with all these great things happening um i was praying a few weeks ago and thinking about what me and you could talk about because we could talk about a lot of things a lot of right things. we could take a two hours man you know and for a 30 minute segment 40 minute segment i'm like man how do i <laughs> how do i narrow it down with somebody like this and, and and the thing that really was impressed upon me especially when we talk about all the ups and downs of life is that how do how do we respond how do we bounce back when things happen in life that we are not expecting, especially when they're negative. When they're positive, I think everybody kind of knows what to do, right? But what if negative things happen in life? How do we bounce back from them and not let them destroy us, you know? Um, What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I I think, first of all, I think that's a loaded question, right? (laughs) Because if, if, if you unpack it, it, it really just depends on what state of life you're in. And, you know, through the years, I've been able to 
somewhat understand when it's life and when it's uh, um, something that I've sold and I'm reaping the negative benefits from. Right. And that takes wisdom. And and you know I was I was listening to TD Jakes this morning, and he was talking about how you know Paul and and the thorn in his side and through his uh, agony through his uh, life experiences he was gaining more through his uh, um, agony and depression and just unbearable stress than he might have even written about he was gaining wisdom he was gaining insight on what grace really is he was gaining strength he was gaining but that was in his weakness and Mm. so you know I feel like you know you have to know the difference first off you have to know is this life or is this something that I caused within myself and be able to tell the difference and that's actually in a, a serenity prayer we do and celebrate recovery so I would say you know that's how you're able to bounce back when you know okay is this something uh, that I've caused on myself or is this just life and it's something that I can't control I think that you make a good point there you make an absolutely good point and it leads me to another thought is that when you are going through something whether you caused it or it's just life we struggle with looking for somebody to blame we, we struggle with looking for a reason why this happened or didn't happen or could I have done something different or could I have prevented it? And, and what if what if there is no preventing this? What if it, it is what it is? Mm-hmm. Now, how do I deal with it? How do I deal with it? I think you I think you have to deal with it in, in, in a way that allows you to understand. Remember, Paul said. I boast in my weakness because I know the grace of God is upon me. And so God's doing something that you can't understand because you looking at this one thing, God's looking at the bigger picture. And so I think how you get through it is you allow yourself to have those feelings. I think that's normal. The feelings of doubt, the feelings of insecure, the feelings of anger, like, God, why are you doing this to me? But I think you don't get consumed by them. You know what I mean? Because when you get consumed by them, then you start to spiral out and you start to feel like, oh, this this kind of stuff just happens to me. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm never going to get out of this situation. Right, and right. the truth is, <laughs> you are going to get out of this situation. The bottom's not going to fall out. But in, in this process of life, in this process of, you know, doing something you weren't supposed to um it it can be a lesson that's bigger than what you anticipate so um how do you keep your mind from feeling left alone and abandoned when you're going through something that you, you you know you didn't expect um you know the bible says that the lord is our shepherd and shepherd meaning that he's with us, you know, but sometimes when life happens, when things happen, we don't feel like he's with us. How do you keep that connection? Getting into that routine of worship, getting in that routine of quiet time, getting into that routine of uh, developing a support system, just calling people, 
and saying, hey, I, I don't even want nothing. I just need some support. I just need someone to talk to, uh, you know what I mean, as you go through that process. Um, I definitely think that that's, that's right on point. And because when we struggle, a lot of times we struggle um, because we feel isolated, especially when you're going through something, automatically you feel left alone, left out. It's only me. Like you said earlier, nobody else ever goes through this. And in all actuality, that's not true. And when you reach out to people, they then confirm that you're not in this alone. You know, you're not, um, you're not by yourself. Um, so a little bit is that the worst thing you can do when life knocks you down is get by yourself that's the worst you thing go. you can do and I know it's like the default for men and sometimes women but really men it's the worst thing you can do because when you get isolated by yourself and your mind is idle that's like prime time for the devil you know what I mean? That's prime time because now he can put these thoughts into you. He can say, oh, where's your God at now? All of this stuff. Like, you're you're on the brink of getting attacked beyond what you thought just by getting by yourself for long periods of time. Right. Right. And it's so often we think that isolation is the best way to overcome because it's my problem. I don't want to invite anybody else into this issue. I don't want to bring other people down because I feel down. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm i just going to take this on my own shoulders and uh, I, I'm going to spare everybody else. You know, we, we're the martyr, <laughs> you know. Um, but to know that God has placed people around you uh, to love you through it to counsel you through it sometimes um just to be with you through it we were talking the other day we do this um um bible study called morning coffee morning coffee on wednesday mornings is just a bible study where we just talk we just people come in with issues we have bibles open and ready when they start speaking about the issues we go to scripture and we try to um, apply and exegete and understand the issue in light of scripture. And we were talking about struggling with um, times of uh, uh, self-sabotage or uh, thoughts of suicide and things like that. And there, there's a, a lot of different things that you can do. Sometimes the only thing that you can do for a person that's going through that is just be there. And allowing somebody to be present for you um, is an opportunity for God to send you a lifeline. So often we're waiting for God to show up and break in the room and shake the room and speak with a thunderous voice. But sometimes he's sending a lifeline through somebody who he's placed in your life. Um, can you talk about just the role of relationships uh, for you when life has gotten hard and you've gone through something that just made you feel like, man, can I recover from this? I think the role of relationships, I think, is important for for men because a lot of times, and, and let me not just say men, but it's it's important, period, because you were never meant to do life alone. You were never meant to do life alone, uh, especially as a Christian, and that's what the the community is is there for. If if, if I didn't have 
you know, people like yourself, if I didn't have people like, you know, Anthony Robinson or, or Joe Hill or uh, there was times I talked to Pastor Phil or, or just these different guys that, that, that I was able to connect to in, in my time of, of needing support, I don't even know how I would have gotten through it because, you know, a lot of times your, your emotions, you know, consume you. And, you know, it's nothing wrong with having the emotions. Well, let me say two things. I think a lot of times that we're, we're always on two different extremes. We're either suppressing our emotions or we're being consumed by them. And neither one of those are healthy. Um, I think it's healthy to have emotions, but I also think it's healthy to not get consumed by your emotions, you know. Um, and that's a hard that's a hard balance and I think it's an art and so um, but when when we're able to do that then we're able to appreciate uh, whoever comes into our life and, and their relationship and what they're adding to it whether it's their presence whether it's a word of knowledge whether it's prophetic whether it's friendship whatever it is you're able to appreciate it yeah um, I try to say you know I, I, I don't want to run from my emotions or my feelings, but I'm, but then I don't want to be run by my emotions or my feelings. Um, so um, I'm going to try to wrap this up because I, I know that you and me, we could just talk, 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 talk. Um, so if you were to encourage um, men, women, people in general, um, what would be the main thing that you would say to them? If they're going through a time where life has hit them with something unexpected and they're trying to figure out how to bounce back, what would be your your direct advice to them? And then I want you to take a few minutes and then I want you to pray for our listeners. Okay. Okay. When, when life hits you, when things that you were unexpected happen to you, because it all it happens to everybody. Just know that one, God considered the cost. God knows the beginning from the end. So he considered the cost of what you're going to go through. And you are actually built for it. Because if you weren't built for it, you would have ended your life. You would have did something dramatic to make the situation worse. But you haven't. And even though you're thinking about it, mm. You haven't, you haven't went to that extreme yet, and so you're built for it. And through, and through that hardship, you're developing more in the spirit. You know, I'm reminded of when you work out early on, it feels good, but then you get to that point where it don't feel good no more. Well, where it's hard, and when it's hard, that means you're actually growing more. I think Frederick Douglass said it best. Without struggle, there's no progress. Mm. And God and God is wanting to progress you into his image more and more like him each and every day. And so that that's that's what I would leave. And I would also say, you know, uh, my one B, if you will, is that no matter how long it takes, keep the ending goal in mind and be able to understand that you, you told me a long time ago, even though the bottom might feel like it's going to fall out, even though it looks like it's going to fall out, the bottom's not going to fall out. 
Mm. The bottom is not going to fall out. Because God loves you too much to let the bottom fall out. Mm. You know? And so you have to know that look at the bigger picture and get, get around people that can lift you up. I'm reminded, as I'm talking right now, I'm reminded of Moses when he, when he lift, lifted both of his hands up, right? Mm-hmm. And with the staff, at some point he was tired and two people had to get behind him. Yep. <laughs> two people had to get behind him and help him through what was taking place right there. You know, That's because he was, he was fatigued. And that's what we have to do when things are transforming and things are taking place that we can't control. You got to get somebody behind you to lift you so that you're able to go through this and get to get to the next level. Amen. Amen. So if you could take a second, pray for the folks, um, powerful word of encouragement. Uh, and we'll, we'll end with, with the prayer and then we'll, we'll, we'll see what God says after that. Okay, Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come uh, right here and right now. You might be listening to this word, and you might be like, I'm going through something right now as he speaks. Um, I'm I'm seeing somebody right now as we speak, when this is aired, and they're going through something right now. And just know that you're not alone, that I've been through stuff that you can't imagine. The person that's hosting this podcast has been through stuff that you can't imagine and by the grace of God we're still here and so what I'm encouraging you to know that if we're still here God is still here he hasn't left you don't allow your feelings um, to be consumed and, and feel like God is abandoning you because the word says even if you make your bed in hell by your own decisions I'm still present and so lift your head up call some people stay connected stay in your regiment and we're going to be there on the other side when you cross the finish line in jesus name amen amen and amen man this has been awesome i know we're gonna have to do it again <laughs> we're gonna have to do uh we have to do uh another uh, another meetup another hookup whether i hook up with you on fatherhood fridays or you meet up with me on Love Thy Neighbor. Um, and, and man, God bless you, man. And keep up the good work. Uh, tell your family. Give them my love. Um, this has been awesome. And I know we could keep going. That's why I'm just kind of like wrapping it up. Because we could keep going. Uh, to my listeners, I appreciate you. Wherever you're listening at, I would love for you to send me a message. Give me a shout out of where you're listening from. Um, and check out Fatherhood Fridays if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, awesome content, awesome um, messages of encouragement. Also, very interesting people uh, that he's had on uh, Fatherhood Fridays. And so, God bless you, uh, Chalmer, Chamis, my brother. Love you, man. Um, appreciate you coming on. And uh, to my listeners, I'll see you next time. God bless you, this Apostle Anthony Wilson. Man, I hope you enjoy our segment with Chalmer Williams, my man Chamis, a powerful man of God, family man, husband, father. 
a good friend of mine. Um, you heard our story, amazing story. Uh, please check out his podcast right here on Anchor. Um, the same places you can check me out on Google Cast, Apple, uh, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, <laughs> uh, Breaker. Uh, just about anywhere where there are podcasts, you can check us out. So please go and check out the podcast uh, and continue to bless us. We thank you so much for those that are supporting us. Click that support button. Pray about what you would like to do uh, in order to support us from 99 cent all the way up to 999. Your monthly support is powerful for, you know, especially people like us that are doing full-time ministry, that are uh, trying to serve uh, the kingdom of God, trying to bless people. Um, your support is necessary and it is needed and we are thankful for it. Uh, so we want to just say, God bless you. Thank you for listening today. I pray that the content blessed you. Uh, if you want to go back and check out uh, the previous episodes, go back, binge on it, listen to it. If there's a specific topic that you would like to hear about, send me a message. Um, you can click on, uh, the voice message and send me a voice message. Or if you would like to say something on air, put it on the voice message and I can put it on air. God bless you. I pray that you have a blessed week, uh, wherever you're listening. We just want to say, we love you from love thy neighbor. Uh, God bless you until the next time.